Hello, how the tech are you? I am historian Matt, and I'm a host here, and I guess I can call myself a co-producer because I'm doing an editor. I'm doing the editing and putting stuff together for the show. But um, I'm going to jump right into some of my stories. I got some interesting ones. My first story for today is AI art scams get weird. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this before, but there's a new AI art, AI art scam spreading on Facebook and it's just out there. But basically what's happening is there's multiple variations of AI generated images spreading on Facebook. These images are posted as like inspirational, uh, sort of like inspirational memes or something and used to generate engagement on Facebook pages. These, this sounds pretty normal so far, but kind of the weird thing is that they're just like a bunch of variations, like hundreds, maybe even a, a thousand variations of these, the exact, basically the exact same images. And they just kind of like evolve over time and keep popping up. And nobody's really sure like why exactly, well, we don't know exactly why they're happening, but uh, usually they seem to start with like some stolen image, probably from an artist. And then it's like run through the AI art gem generator to change some aspect of it. So for one example, I think the example that we showed, there's a man posing with a wooden carving of a dog. And sometimes it's the man is white and sometimes the, the man is Hispanic. And sometimes the man is on the left side. Sometimes he's on the right side. And even like the dog breed changes, uh, in, in the image, but, uh, it's, it's really strange. Like, why are they doing all these different variations? But, uh, what exactly happens to these Facebook pages uh, that are generating all this uh, engagement and followings with these, with the AI generated art, nobody's really sure. Some of them seem to be selling ads. So like the first comment under these posts will be like an ad for something, but, uh, people are worried. I don't know if they found any examples of this, but uh, they're worried that these pages are being sold off and maybe used to spread misinformation. Uh, luckily, there is a small group of people that are following up on these strange scams and tracking down the images and finding who the original artists are and pointing out what's happening. So what do you think, Dave? Have you run into this? No, this is really weird. I, I think yeah. the, the, I think the um, speculation that they're trying to build a bunch of followers on these accounts by posting these, you know, I don't know, cute or weird or, you know, eye-catching uh, images. Yeah. That that seems right to build a bunch of followers to try to sell it, you know, possibly for dissemination of misinformation or possibly just to sell it to brands or whatever, right? So that when you yeah. put your brand up, you have this page now with all these with all these followers who wanted to see, uh, I guess, a man sitting next to a, a wooden dog. <laughs> okay, so I guess they didn't explain it very well, but the guy sitting next to the dog, it's basically saying it's a wood carving. And it's like saying, uh, I made this with my, you know, with my own two hands or something like that. So it's kind of supposed to be an inspirational look kind of art that we can, that this guy can make, or that if you practice, you can make this, this kind of art. And that's why it's strange that they like the original artist is not there anymore. They like pull that, pull them out and replace them with somebody else. The one that's like really creepy, I think, uh, you may not, but it's, uh, I think they, they call it Victoria's art is like kind of the, the name that the people are tracking it down, call it, you know, uh, and it's this, um, 
well, the one that you see most often is like a kid holding up a, a painting that's like <laughs> half her size, right? And it's supposed to be a self-portrait of, of her. And it's a and it's supposed to be an inspirational thing that this, you know, really young kid painted this painting, right? And it's kind of creepy, like what's going on here? They're trying to sell it as like uh, I guess a young young kid doing this amazing thing. They did track it back to the original image and it's not it's an older woman. It's probably somebody in her twenties and some, for some reason they replaced it with a, a much younger kid, but uh, that's what thing what's going on. It's, it's weird. Um, this is kind of right up my alley. I might, I might take a yeah. little bit more of a look <laughs> into this. Um, do we know, do we know if you had mentioned like the ads under, do we know if these ads are for like legitimate products or if the ads under it uh, tend to be scams of some kind? I do not know, but I will say that I've linked to an article. It's not, um, Ars Technica. Um, uh, it's a much longer article from a different website that I follow sometimes for tech news. There's a lot of information in that in that article, including names of people that you could probably contact if you're curious about following up on that. Yeah. That might be something I, I, I might, I might could do our first, how the tech are you interview and talk to one of those people yeah. once my, uh, <laughs> once my internet uh, stabilizes Yeah, is doing, doing interviews right now with the internet, the way it is, isn't so great, but yeah, that's really weird. It's, I think the, the fact that they're AI and kind of looks surreal might be part of the thing that draws people in. Right. Because they're like, well, that's, yeah. they might not be thinking of it. Like I, I, for lack of a better way to talk about it, like in the front of their mind, but if it's a little bit off, people might click on it and go, well, what's going on with this? And then they end up following the page because they, they find it interesting or whatever. They may not even know that it's AI, but I do think the fact that it, you know, because it's AI, there are going to be like weird things about it. And I think that even if you're not thinking about it consciously, your mind is going to process that and maybe, um, see the image as uh, more novel than it otherwise would be. Yeah. Uh, most of them don't seem to be obviously AI, like to somebody who's not fairly trained, like some of them, I think the dog images, if you look closely at the dogs, they're strangely polygonal there and it doesn't look like a as much like a wood carving does look like ai generated kind of thing um but they're not like you know six fingers or something you know or or an extra arm or something that they're not that far off uh some of the images do have some similar stuff there's actually a funny thing in the article about one of the images where it looks like a guy had carved this bear into like a tree trunk or something but the bear kind of like morphs into like an amorphous kind of object and then has like a human foot at the bottom. And then randomly in front, there's these like incredibly small children playing in the dirt. Crazy. Randomly. <laughs> yeah. Like I was saying, if you're, if you don't notice maybe consciously that something's AI, um, I think, I just think that you're, you know, there's a lot going on in yeah. your mind that you're not conscious of. And I think the fact that there's weird, maybe weird things about the images, just makes your mind see them as novel in some way that you that the 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 person looking at it may not even be conscious of and i think that might yeah. be part of the part of the scam i mean i'm just guessing here i'm not i'm not a psychologist i'd yeah. be interesting to talk to somebody who um maybe somebody who uh whose job it is or whose profession is to uh think about or uh, study like how your mind processes just things visually kind of more broadly and see, see what they have to say about this. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, I will say that the, you know, from the article and the people who were interviewed in it, they, they seem to think that the people who are following these pages really believe that these are real images just based a on the, on the comments that they're putting on there and they don't seem to be bots. They, they did like look at the, uh, you know, the actual person's, uh, Facebook page and can see like multiple years of posting, right. That just looks like a, a normal person. So, um, yeah, it looks like they're, people are actually getting duped by these. I mean, and inspirational, so far it's, inspirational type posts are really big on Facebook. Or do you know if they're doing yeah. this on Instagram as well? Because I think this would do real do well on Instagram. Know. Cause it seems like, yeah, that's something that would go on Instagram pretty well, but I don't know. Um, for some reason they've been finding them, on Facebook, I've actually, uh, you know, I still have my Facebook page and we'll go on it periodically. And I, I noticed this first, somebody had posted a, a, a link about it, not the actual, uh, pages on Facebook. And I didn't think anything of it until I saw this article that went much further in depth than I was expecting. <laughs> um, yeah. And the comments are like, you know, so inspirational heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like, uh, as, as I might say on another show, uh, little bit of live laugh love going on in the comments right yes uh, exactly so, since these are inspirational posts and um i'm just speculating here these are probably um marketed primarily to women because i think that that's a that's a, a thing that tends to be marketed to women i would not be surprised that women are following it i don't know if it's specifically marketed to them or not maybe why i'm not seeing them right but uh I, it it's just for anybody who's interested in that sort of thing. I'm I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know how sophisticated Facebook's algorithm is in that, that respect. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'd be real surprised if we're not also seeing this on Instagram because Instagram is yeah. the outlet where this kind of stuff is huge. Yeah. yeah. Plus. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just seems to have first showed up on Facebook, but I guess you can do the same sort of thing. Just have an account on Instagram that's posting these things and, you, and get followers. Yeah. And so far it doesn't seem to be particularly dangerous, except maybe the misinformation thing. But uh, again, I, it's not clear that that's happening in, in large numbers. It'd be interesting. mostly just regular marketing. You said like the first comment or maybe like the pinned comment under it or whatever is a link to something. Usually it'd be interesting to go in and I mean, I don't have the resources to do it, but maybe somebody does to go in and see like what percentage of those are like legitimate products. Even if they're products, right. they're kind of crappy or whatever that, you know, are hard to market or whatever, or they're like trinkets yeah. versus like things that are just straight up scams. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. Again, I haven't even run into this like real versions of this in, in the wild. I've only seen links to people talking about the scams, but of course that's what I'm going to be <laughs> interested in. Right. So uh, just on with my understanding of like how um, just ideas or things like this would tend to spread on Facebook, what I'm guessing they're doing is they're posting it to like their page, but then they have people that are then disseminating these into groups, yeah. groups that are specifically sort of geared to like, you know, inspirational stories, you know, uh, wonderful humans or whatever the name of the group might be where right, people are right. in there living, laughing and loving or whatever, whatever it is they're doing, you know, and yeah, you, you and I are, um, you know, for better or worse, we're kind of cynical. So we're not, uh, we're certainly not in those kinds of groups. 
at least not yeah, on my yeah. real account, right? I might, might yeah. we might have a fake account who's a little bit inspirational, who uh, might be in those <laughs> kinds of groups, and that might be where I'd run across it. Uh, I'd be, I might actually check to see if I can spot some of these on one of my one of my sock accounts. I, I'm thinking of a specific one that is uh, very basic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's a really interesting story. I don't think I would have come across this if you hadn't put it if you hadn't put it on here. And um, now I have a I have a new website to add to my uh, to my list of stuff to look for tech stories from too. Because the article article looks pretty thorough. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good article. Uh, and I started following I, somebody else linked to that uh, website, and I started following them and to see what other tech articles come up. And I just happened to run across this one this time and again like i wasn't going to cover it but i like read the article i'm like this is really good i need to cover it <laughs> yeah this is and this sort of again it's kind of neat sometimes when stuff uh, sort of dovetails with the other stuff that we've been talking about yeah. because i can definitely see how this could be used to manipulate and mislead people o- over time yeah all right what do you got next all right so next i have uh the Nikola founder sentenced to prison. So what am I talking about? The uh, founder of Nikola um, trucks, I guess, or I don't remember what, what, the, what the rest of the name is, but uh, so it was the, the founder and former CEO, his name is Trevor Milton was sentenced to four years in prison. If you don't know about Nikola, they make the uh, semis originally the, the semi trucks were supposed to be run on hydrogen, but I think they switched over to, to all electric batteries or some of them are batteries and some of them are hydrogen. I'm not really sure. doesn't really matter because a, a jury found Milton guilty of one count of securities fraud and two counts of wire fraud because he was accused of doing all sorts of fraud. That includes uh, he faked a prototype of the emissions free long haul truck. And I believe that fake uh video there i think think is a fake video that's floating around where they show the sem- nicola semi truck ro- rolling down it looks like it's self-powered but they actually just rolled it up a hill and just let it coast down this hill to make it look like it was driving on its own <laughs> uh that was actually not in the article so i can't say like a, the definitive i'm pretty sure that's what happened from uh, other stuff that i read so Take that with a grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But also, uh, he definitely also faked billions of dollars worth of orders for his hydrogen fuel cells and batteries from the Nikola company. And finally, prosecutors claim that investors lost $600 million. The, the company was flying high and it's, you know, went public, stock price went way up and then since all this come came out, it crashed really hard and is kind of on the verge of going bankrupt and nobody's sure what's going to happen. But what do you think, Dave? Did you hear about all this stuff? I did not, but grifters going to grift. I mean, like, yeah. you know, anytime something like, you know, alternatives to gasoline is, uh, you know, it's a big industry right now. And, you know, Silicon Valley is a little bit grifty. And yep. so, yep. you know, this, isn't surprising um i do like the story you you told i hope it's true about how they're like oh here's our semi and they just like let it roll down a hill (laughs) i'm really i'm I'm pretty sure that's a true story but i I, again it's not in the the article i linked to so gotta caveat that (laughs) 
You know, it just goes to show that you don't need high technology to hoax things, right? Yeah. You can you can oh. just use, in this case, gravity for your hoax. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what I've uh, read on other hoaxes and stuff, it's kind of a requirement not to have any technology to, to, to do a lot of these hoaxes. Right, right. It's, you know, what they would call like practical effects in, in movies, yeah. essentially, where yeah. you don't have to manipulate the image so much as you're manipulating space like real space yeah because then yeah, yeah then it's there's no digital artifacts there's no it's harder to tell um yeah yeah grifter's gonna grift i don't i mean i don't know i guess i i don't necessarily feel sorry for the rich people who invested in this but if like regular people got their money in this then that like sucks for well, them that that is kind of worrisome because it, it does seem like i i've believe it actually went public the company's been around for a little while and i think there were a number of you know normal people investing in people are that who would otherwise invest you know other stocks in the stock market not super rich people it wasn't just angel investors or whatever that lost their money do you know uh did elon musk ever go after this guy for calling his company nicola because it sounds like elon musk would say all kinds of mean stuff about a company called nicola <laughs> I don't think he did except to, uh, I think he mentioned a few things on Twitter or something when all this stuff came out and all the fraud and stuff came out. Cause I, he was saying, I, I know in the past that, uh, Musk was saying that the only way you could do it was is electric truck. And then of course they came out with the, the semi, the Tesla semi, uh, and that you can't do it with hydrogen. And I'm sure he mentioned something about the fraud with the, the video and everything, but, uh, I don't. I, I think he shut up after that just to, because it wasn't a, uh, a a threat after all this stuff came out. wasn't a threat, and then it stopped becoming about him. And also, um, yep. maybe maybe he's like, well, maybe I should be quiet about um, misleading people in the uh, vehicle industry. Yeah, maybe I should just yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a weird one. That's a weird one. I'm. You know, I hope that the I hope the regular investors get made whole, and I hope the I hope the VCs in that uh, don't. Um, but I have yeah. a feeling that this is America, and it'll probably go the other way. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Well. Yeah, that's all I got. Hey, how the tech are you? I am producer Dave. I am the co-producer of this show and the producer of all of our shows on Twitch and our other podcasts. Just go to ecoplexmedia.com. Check it out. Uh, my first story is uh, my good friends over at Xfinity, <laughs> they had a bit of a data breach. Um, so what, what happened was there was a, uh, hold on. a breach happened from October 16th to October 19th, 2023. It was people's names, contact info, and birth dates were exposed. Uh, Xfinity hasn't said how many customers may have been impacted by this. Uh, they say they do. They did patch their system, and uh, at this point, there's really no known data dump. Um, Matt, you're not wow. on Xfinity, are you? No, I'm not. Not uh, anymore. I am, but I don't care if people have my name, my date of birth, uh, maybe my address, but maybe they have. Maybe it's old data. Uh, yeah. These companies just keep showing that they're really bad at this stuff at infosec to be fair though this was an exploit that uh the cloud company citrix found out about so even had uh xfinity had their systems patched and up to date at the time the exploit was 
you know, discovered and uh, published, the pe- it still could, you know, it could have been used because that's, if it's an unpublished exploit, that means nobody's patched it. So this is, yeah. you know, this is unfortunate, but just, uh, you know, everybody be careful out there and be careful out there with your personal information. Yeah. Unless you don't care about like your name, your data. The thing is with your name and your date of birth and your address, there are things people could socially engineer their way into some of your stuff, I believe. Well, I'm kind of at this point, like there's been so many data breaches and I'm sure so many other ways that people can get that information. I kind of assume all that information about me is out there now. Um, Unfortunately, like I try to set up good security on everything, but as you said, people can use uh, social engineering to get get around a lot of that, which is, and there's not a lot you can do about it. Yeah, one of the things I do is like I never call. So I'm hoping like unless I absolutely have to call, I try to do things yeah. via methods where I have to be logged in to yeah. a website or whatever to to communicate. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, some of these companies are like, well this person's never called us and that like maybe yeah. a, a bit of a red flag if somebody's like trying to get access to an account or whatever. The other thing I do is anything important. I try to log into regularly, even if I'm not really using it again, just hoping that the company on the other end is like, well, what do you mean you're kicked out? You just logged in today, you know? (laughs) Right. But I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if the people doing customer service at any of these companies are taking that stuff into account. Um, there are, there are interesting ways in which, uh, some companies are verifying, uh, people outside of this, like name and birthday, like publicly available information. Um, like my bank, I don't like my new bank very much, but they did give me a printout when I went in to set up like that. I had to set up new mobile banking and they gave me a printout with, you know, 10 codes on it. They said, if you ever, you know, if if we ever really need to do anything via the phone, you better have this printout with these codes or we're not going to do nothing for you. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, until until some, you know, somebody's still going to manage to get around that at some point just by Probably. crying or something on the on yeah. the thing. But it's it certainly is a, a a layer of security. You know, hopefully, hopefully, we find ways around this where, you know, you don't really need a password. But well, we're getting there. We're getting there. I just uh, I just think that um you know, public utilities especially are in kind of a weird position because Comcast isn't a public utility, but there's a way in which it kind of is. Yeah. And you need the internet. And so if you're having a problem and they, they can't verify you via, you know, their usual methods or whatever, they might be inclined to try to verify you using less secure methods to try to fix your problem. Yeah. They're also used to working with people who, aren't very tech savvy and don't know what they're doing. So, right. You know, for them, they have to be a little more forgiving. Uh, and that can be problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in that, in that case, they should just, it's inconvenient, but they should, they should make folks go to like a Comcast yes. place and show their ID and bring a bill or something. Yeah, the, but the good thing about Comcast is they have actual brick and mortar stores Yeah, in a lot of places they're they're fairly, uh, easy to get to. Yeah. Uh, here that it's not, it's not close, but it's easy to get to like the, the yeah. 
I'd have to take BART to get to the one, but it's like right next to BART in Union City. So if, if something happened yeah. and I really needed, I could, I'd be there in half an hour, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not great, but luckily like credit card numbers weren't exposed. So that's, yeah, that's good. Or, or so they oh. claim, I wonder how many times they're, they don't include the fact that credit, you know, I wonder how many times these companies lie. Yeah. But I guess the data does eventually get dumped. So if they were lying, they'd get found out. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think probably. like a lot of like best practices, I think the credit card information isn't stored like in the, for lack of a better way to talk about it, the same place as your name and your, yeah. your address. And so right. I think it's stored differently. So anyway, that's so. that. Um, what I got next is a story about Twitch. I got a Twitch allowed artistic nudity and then it didn't. <laughs> this is an interesting story. Um, so this policy was only in effect for a couple of days. It allowed depictions of real or fictional nudity, but it, obviously I couldn't just take my clothes off on my stream or whatever, right? It was depictions of it. Not, you can't just have naked people on your, uh, on your channel. They have other websites for that. Um, <laughs> the rollback, uh, was actually due to users concerns and Twitch was pretty, uh, quick to react to like, uh, Twitch users being like, Hey, there's kids on here. Why are, why are there anime titties? like or or something <laughs> along those lines cuz it was supposed to be for artists to allow you know uh yeah. pictures of nude statues that kind of stuff uh twitch also cited ai saying that sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between a real photo and ai generated images um so that you know that makes kind of a lot of sense cuz you could deep fake somebody and be like pretending to show an, another streamer nude to kind of harass them under this policy if it was just art. So that's, that's good. And, um, not affected our streams of, if you're playing a game or whatever, and it's a mature rated game and there are pic depictions of nudity in the video game, but that was yeah. always generally okay. So long as the game wasn't like, you know, if somebody made an indie game that was just pictures of porn, well, you couldn't play that on Twitch, but otherwise like yeah. that was always okay. Uh, what do you think about this, Matt? Well, I I saw a little bit about this. I didn't read the particular article you linked to, but uh, I thought there was something like it started because some you know female Twitch streamer decided to uh, stream topless or something, and that and they blocked her. But then they were like, okay, well maybe this is okay or something. I I didn't catch that. It it seemed like it really was opening it up to all nudity, but not or they didn't really understand what they were getting into <laughs> so the story you're talking about i saw some stuff about it on twitter and um <clears throat> she may or may not have been topless you could see her shoulders oh, okay. and like down to a basically about a little bit lower than where my camera drops off here yeah um and one of the things i saw in the comments because somebody was like oh this is disgusting and one of the things i saw in the comments was a, a woman posted a picture of herself in a low-cut dress She's like, uh, yeah. I have evening wear that lets you see as that much of my chest. She's like, this is formal wear. I would wear this to a wedding. She's like, this is not nudity. And yeah. so I think that particular woman got re reinstated because she wasn't violating the old policy for all you yeah. knew. She was wearing a low cut dress. I mean, the, yeah. in the thing in question, don't get me wrong. Like the implication was that she wasn't wearing anything. Right. That right. was uh, heavily implied, but she wasn't technically breaking the rules. And for me, 
I kind of liked this policy because one of our shows, we strangely enough, we watch like old satanic panic videos. And sometimes in those, I'm like, uh-oh. Because of some yeah. of the things that are depicted in those, right? There's artistic yeah. depictions. You've probably seen this one of a, yep. a, a, a woman with no shirt on with a Baphomet head. It's a very yeah. common depiction in yeah. old satanic panic stuff. Um, but I, if I see that, I just cut away from it. And I, you know, I'm, I haven't had any problems so far. And I was like, Oh, this will, this would help me a lot. But of course people, as soon as this happened, started trying to push the limits of it and take advantage of it. And yeah. it, it kind of sucks, right? Because what are they going to do now if there's a, you know, if, if there's a statue, cause there's plenty of statues all yeah. around the world of nude people. Yeah. And th that's technically a depiction of a nude body, but it's like some of these are famous pieces of art. And then yeah. how do they, how do they deal with this? I think in that case, I think again, the old rules, it's probably still fine so long as your stream says that it's for mature audiences and says that there will be sexual themes. And I think that like famous pieces of art and depictions of nudity from like, like legitimate news, I think are probably, you know, okay. I think that what happened here was that the, the policy was written in such a way that, you know, people were doing just drawing streams of drawn naked people. And they're like, well, yeah. that's not what we meant. And they had to roll the policy back. You know, um, Twitch has had kind of a rough year in a lot of ways. Um, and this is just another thing where I think they tried to like do something to allow people to be more creative in a way that they thought was going to be like more wholesome or more artistic or, you know, more tasteful. And then, yeah, you know, people are shit. So people did what people do and. And then they had to roll it back. It just, it definitely sucks because, you know, if, if somebody's got a, a stream where they, you know, do sculpture, right. If they're sculpting a nude, now they can't put it on Twitch, yeah. but yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing inherently sexual about a nude sculpture, right? It's not, mm -hmm. it doesn't move. Right? It, yeah. <laughs> it's not a person. Yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go up and touch a nude sculpture, right? That's somebody else's art. And you're a little bit of a weirdo. If you do that, if you go up and touch it anywhere, actually. I, w I would say some people, like some artists do want you to touch their work, but not usually nudes though. <laughs> right. And you know, that's, that's, that's clear. That's, you know, would be made clear in the art exhibit. This is a piece yes. of art that we want you to interact with physically or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is just, I could imagine, you know, somebody maybe new to Twitch, somebody maybe in, you know, older who hadn't even thought about it. They end up getting kicked off because they're sculpting a, you know, a, a nude woman and they're like, yeah, what the hell is this? Drawing or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, like figure drawing is really common and like, I would expect on Twitch, like there'd be a stream. <laughs> What would be interesting would be a, a stream that just has the model, you know, sitting there and you're supposed to draw along with the artist, right? To, right. Uh, you know, do figure drawing, but uh, that I would assume would be against the rules now. Well, and I think like an actual human, I don't think this would have, like if I had an actual nude human in this room, 
that was yeah. on camera. I don't think this new policy would have made that okay, no matter what the context right, was. Right. So that but if was, you're copying the drawing of the artist, though, right, right, right. <laughs> or watching them draw without seeing what their their reference or something. Right, and I think like stuff like like the sculpture, your example of somebody doing a, a like a figure drawing of of a of a nude yeah. person. I think that's the kind of stuff they were trying to allow. I I right. I assume that's the kind of and that's that I think would was a good policy because yeah. that's you know Americans are a little weird about nudity, but like that's art and it's yeah you know, it's perfect. There is a ton of tasteful, beautiful art that shows breasts and genitals out there yeah the most yeah. famous statue in the world shows full frontal male nudity yep and full and, back male nudity yeah i was about to say the same thing <laughs> and, um but i wonder i wonder if i if i wonder if and you know a news story that shows that image is okay on twitch and they haven't been super clear about that i imagine it is it's such a yeah. famous um, piece of artwork that everyone has seen that it, it is like at this point, the guy may as well not be nude. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well known. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. But I'm wondering, do you think Twitch will move to like a, a ratings method where each stream would have a different, you know, rating for and uh, age limit for who's allowed to, to watch it or something there's already a version of that that's opt-in um like our stream right okay it first says this is a you know for mature audiences i don't know if it says like this is 18 and over or whatever but I, it does say that it's right. like for mature audiences and then there are even further things like we clicked uh drug and alcohol use um because we talk yeah. about that and because i mean i drink on stream and it's yeah but and you know it's we 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 talk about sometimes positive experiences we've had using uh, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And so that certainly means we should check that one. Um, it does talk yeah. about sexual themes. We click that one and then like violence and extremism. We click that one. So it's all opt in. And uh, yeah. the good thing about that is if you opt into those things and you go a little bit past their limit, they're not going to come down on you real hard. Right. They say, roll it back right they right they'll they you know you just might, kick you off they might knock you off for 24 hours or even you might even just get a no-no email from them about something right. yeah but if yeah. you don't do those things then you're gonna they're gonna come down pretty hard on you because right. you know they're in a weird position because they're primarily a game streaming company but there's a lot of other stuff on there that's really interesting and like really makes yeah. twitch an interesting place to go watch things and, you know, they, they even went to the trouble of, you know, making agreements with some of the major record labels regarding streamed music on content, as long as it's not recorded. So they've like gone to right. great lengths to try to accommodate um, other kinds of things besides games. And they're just in a weird spot because the people watching the games, a lot of those people are minors. Yeah. And then they have content that's, it's not adult content, but they allow you to do content that is geared to adults is for adults and their restrictions in some ways are looser than YouTube, right? Yeah. Some ways more restrictive, but in my opinion, their restrictions around, um, basically the payload of the content versus the, the, um, the tone 
I think they've struck yeah. a pretty good balance. Like you can't just have, okay. for example, an anti-vaccine channel on Twitch. They'll just kick you off. Yeah, that's so, good. So, and that's payload, you know, whereas, you know, on YouTube, you can have an anti-vaccine channel just so long as you don't, as long as you word everything the right way or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, they're, but they're in a weird position because that definitely people see it as a place for kids to hang out, even though it certainly is not just that. And I think that they are, you know, to the extent that any big tech company is, they're at least making efforts to make it clear what kind of content someone is about to see when they come to something for the first time. Yeah. It does make it annoying. Like I'll say like when, if you like get raided into a new channel, then like, yeah you get this warning again every time you get raided over, even if the, the warning is the same. Um, I think it would be good if they would, if they could, you know, if they could maybe verify that you're over 18 somehow, and then you can click, okay, well, I blanket agree to see this, this, and this, but not this or whatever it may be. Um, but here I, I think they tried to do a good thing and they, it's just, people are just people. And so people tried, tried to push the limits too far. And that really sucks. Cause like you said, if somebody wants to do nude figures and wants to teach people how to draw nude figures, Twitch is the perfect place for that. Absolutely. The perfect place because it's community oriented. Like it's better. YouTube would be fine, but Twitch would be better for that. Yeah. There's a lot of artists and musicians and stuff on Twitch. And, um, yeah, it just kind of sucks. I wish they would have, um, found a, a way to do this. And, I think that they ran into the problem of, well, now we have to go in and like have individuals police all of this all of the time. And it's just unreasonable, just absolutely unreasonable. So, you know, good on Twitch for trying, I suppose, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, they fucked up. They fucked up. I'm like, no, I think they tried to do a good thing and it just didn't work. Right. But I, and I also feel sorry for that lady that everybody was uh, slut shaming. Because she didn't yeah. do anything, actually. She was fine. Yeah. But for all I know, she was wearing a low-cut dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's that's the show. Um, I need a readout for the podcast, so I guess I'll do the readout for the podcast. Everybody, okay. th- thanks for listening to How the Tech Are You? You can find our other shows and other stuff at echoplexmedia.com. And follow us on Twitch twitch.tv slash echoplex media and buy a shirt eplex.store have a great tech and week